Welcome to Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Robbins. Today I'm speaking with Drs. Jennifer Bierman and Georgia Vasilakis. They'll be sharing their insights into the student experience of using Aquifer cases and offer tips on how to increase student engagement to enhance learning. Dr. Bierman is an Associate Professor of Medicine and Medical Education at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine. She's also Aquifer's Student Engagement Group Lead. Dr. Vasilakis is a newly graduated physician, having just completed the MD program at West Virginia University School of Medicine. As a medical student, she spent a year participating as a student member of Aquifer's Student Advisory Board. Oh, welcome to you both. We have a lot of ground to cover, so I'm going to jump right into my questions. George, I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience with Aquifer, just generally. So my experience with Aquifer has been both inside and outside of the classroom. Inside of the classroom, I used Aquifer cases for my family medicine rotation, pediatrics rotation, and also my radiology elective. I also served on the student advisory board for a year. And Jen, as a faculty member, I know you teach using Aquifer, but you've also been running focus groups with students about their experiences with Aquifer as the student engagement group lead. I'd love to hear more about the focus groups. So I've been on years of focus groups with students, second year medical students to fourth year, as well as some of the non-physician groups. Some of the things that really come out with the student engagement groups is ways we can better engage the students. And I always want to let the students kind of talk about how they used it and ways they think it would be best utilized. I want to kick it back to Georgia here and let her start some of that. I think Aquifer is a really great learning tool. It's very densely packed. There's a lot of details in the Aquifer cases that are missing, I think, in, in other review series, such as really the patient interaction and the patient-physician relationship. My first official experience using the Aquifer cases was in my family medicine clerkship. Family medicine was my first, very first clerkship of third year, and it also was during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. We used Aquifer cases as more standardized patients and in place of patient interaction. I, I really enjoyed how densely detailed the Aquifer cases were. It helped me understand the physical exam a lot better, also the what questions to ask and how to ask them, especially in different populations. One of the drawbacks for being the first clerkship I had was that as a new clinical student, it's hard to tease out, okay, is this how the typical patient would pre present or is the aquifer case trying to teach us something that maybe isn't necessarily what you see all the time? Looking back and reflecting, knowing what to look for would have been helpful. And there really was not a lot of time to engage with the faculty who were giving us our didactic lectures. But also when I did, the faculty that I was engaging with didn't necessarily know about the cases or didn't know all the details of the case. It would have been really nice to have a recap, like a, a summary or some sort of way to have that active engagement with faculty when we were all remote. Also, the cases were uh, assigned to us kind of in a checkbox fashion where they said you should complete all the cases by the end of the first month so that you could sit for the midterm before you go on to your second half of the clerkship. I can kind of build on what Georgia was saying. In our student engagement group, they talked about this. When students are given 
all of the family medicine cases kind of in bulk, it's a little overwhelming. And though they enjoy the cases, sometimes by the end, if they really have to have, you know, 30 cases done by the end of the clerkship, it's busy work and they start clicking through. They felt like they learned a lot more when it was integrated into the curriculum through didactic or through actual patients that they saw in the clinic. So a couple of different ways that I have done it or seen other places do it is to have the students review the patients they're going to see the next day. I will tell them to look at the cases they know they're going to see and maybe then go back to Aquifer and read one of the cases and to look at the case summaries. And it really helps them not only engage in the case, but helps them out in clinic. The other ways that we use them during um, the pandemic, our fourth years have to also do teaching and they couldn't do in-person teaching. They actually taught our second and third years case-based. So they would pick one of the aquifer cases and get to know it. They knew the ins and outs. And then they had sort of 45 minutes to kind of lead a group through that. Those were really fun. It got everybody really excited. The fourth year had the perspective of saying, well, this is a classic case. I've seen a case like this. And just as George was saying, to use a facilitator that knows the cases is very helpful. So George, I see you shaking your head. Did you want to add? Yes. I just want to say that it would have been wonderful if I could have had the opportunity to teach with an aquifer case and kind of have Mm -hmm. the whole team involved, you know, to have the preclinical students kind of go back to those step one concepts. And then you have the third year that's learning the clinical presentations of all different diagnoses that we have in the aquifer cases. And then to be like the fourth year that's kind of facilitating that and learning how to do that. I actually have tried to have new attendings that are just out of residency and maybe they're a little bit unsure of how to teach in a group setting to say, you know, use this as a framework and then make cases and relate it back. And I think that's where our students really like it is if you can kind of connect it to other cases that are similar. So you could have them pre-read the case, do a case. We'll do that with with the hypertension case. We have them pre-read it. And then we just go through cases as a group. They feel like they get a little bit of knowledge up front, but then there's always nuances that they can see with cases built off of that. And that's kind of my experience with my radiology elective too, where we were mm-hmm. we were armed with the with the information from the aquifer cases, but it was understood that for you to understand the lecture, everybody had a baseline knowledge level mm-hmm. of what was going to happen. It was easier that way to do the flipped classroom. I think if there was more direction to facilitators to use the cases intentionally, if you're going to assign a case, you know the Mm -hmm. ins and outs of the case and you have some learning points. I just wanted to build on a couple of things she, Georgia was saying, it's about, you know, be intentional about which cases you assign or the number of them. And if you do assign specific cases, at least some of them, you've got to bring it back to the classroom session, I think, or to the, you know, the clinical patient, if you can. To to go off what Dr. Bierman was saying too, I, I really value that interaction with faculty, with other students, with other residents. There's multiple dimensions of how the case could go. It's not just the science. Mm -hmm. It's not just the patient interaction. It's also that teaching element where what's on the screen does come to life. Some of the best memories I've had from medical school and in my training has been in those those aha moments when I'm learning with a faculty that's very a faculty member that's very engaging and is, is is really trying to to get every single detail possible that I possibly could know about what could happen down this route down this route and that down the other route. I, I think that 
when you going off of what Dr. Bierman said about being intentional with the assignment, I think it's just as important to be intentional about that circling back and having that interaction, that summary slide, mm-hmm. that that summary session, something to recap so that we're not kind of left in the wild west to think, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. is this what I'm supposed to get from the case? Or is this is this a classic presentation? Is this a red herring? To and to have that recap allows for fostering those relationships, building mentorship, all all of those things come from those person person interactions. It sounds like this really works best when the case provides a baseline for discussion. Absolutely. Um, And then I think um, the thing that is always so rich is that whenever you have a case, the faculty also will be like, oh, I have this case, you know, or a student will say, I saw a case like this, you know, how does that come in there? And especially with those social determinants of health cases, students, it will open up them up to kind of talk about that more. And, you know, well, we had a patient like this in clinic and we didn't know what to do, or here's what we did. You know, we had a similar patient and it, they, the students learn a lot from each other um, by bringing those other cases in as well. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think builds on both of your points, which is that it works best when the faculty are familiar with the cases. Mm -hmm. And if time constraints prevent faculty and preceptors from facilitating case discussions, it sounds like senior students can also be particularly effective in facilitating discussion. Georgia, you mentioned that radiology stood out as an example of just how effective a case-based course could be. From your perspective, What made it such a valuable learning experience? The schedule for the assigned aquifer cases was created intentionally. It was a self-paced course to get through all of the cases, but also to attend the lectures that would recap. And then we would take the aquifer exam at the end as our final exam. But I think just making making the assignments in sizable chunks just made it so much better. Uh, I felt that I could sit and and really think about the cases better um, in addition to the didactics and to have it have the didactics be more of a refresher of things that I've already thought through rather mm-hmm. than, oh, I'm learning all of these things. I have to write everything down that the faculty is saying. And there was already prepared slides that were based off of the aquifer cases. And then so some of the same images because it was the radiology course showed back up. And then there were some, some extra things put in there that maybe were from real patients that we saw at our, our hospital. And so um, it allowed us to think even more broadly um, and kind of expand on what we've already taught ourselves. Um, and so the, the didactic sessions were actually more of a refresher and then that and more part rather than, okay, here's all of this new learning. Good luck. So we've emphasized the value of summarizing key points to enhance learning. I'm wondering What key points would you like our audience members to take away from our discussion today? I think the biggest thing is to be intentional about the cases that you're going to assign and how you assign them and bring them back to your curriculum and the classroom, especially early in your clerkship. And then to really give, you know, even a 10 minute outline um, examples, having them watch the orientation video together just so you really engage them and know that you trust this remind them it is created by clerkship directors based on national curriculums um, so it's it's a trustworthy source for them 
And I think those things will sort of engage them and then let you allow you as a clerkship director to really use this to your advantage as well. George, you get the last word, the student voice. (laughs) Yes, yes. The advice that I would give um, to the students would be take ownership and stay accountable with your aquifer cases. Use them as a basis to ask questions to your interns, your residents, your faculty members, start that discussion and don't be afraid to do that. Um, Keep a list of questions that you have, kind of a running tally of questions, and don't don't be afraid to to ask what if. For faculty, I will echo what Dr. Bierman said, be intentional with the cases that you assign. So so being intentional with the assignments of the cases, knowing the, the substance of the cases inside and out, and have the cases also as a basis to start that discussion. It can start from the faculty member, it can start from the residents, it can start from the students. As long as you're having those discussions, I think that that that's where a lot of the learning and those aha moments come from. Well, I want to thank you both for taking the time to speak with me today. I learned a lot from both of you. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. Show notes from today's episode, with additional links and resources, are available on aquifer.org. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts, and follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Show artwork by Carrie Waters. Our theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.